Are you a writer or coach? Do you dream of building a successful online business? Are you tired of hearing the gurus tell you that you need a big launch or a complicated funnel software? Whether you're struggling with self-doubt, imposter syndrome, or just feeling overwhelmed by too many choices, I can help. Hi, I'm Jonathan Milligan, author of Your Message Matters, and I recently put together a free on-demand video training called How to Build an Online Business as a Writer or Coach the Low-Tech Way. Inside, you'll discover the low-tech system that 30 x my online business. Just go to freetrainingvideo.net to get started. Again, that's freetrainingvideo.net. Welcome to the Blogging Your Passion podcast. Here are your hosts, Jonathan Milligan and Bob Lodick. So, hey, Dan, welcome to the show. Hey, John, glad to be here, brother. Absolutely. It's been great connecting with you and learning a little bit more about your business and you are definitely a serial entrepreneur. You've got a lot going on. Uh, you're the CEO and founder of CLV Boost and also the founder of scienceofskill.com and I'm sure a bunch of other stuff as well. So yeah. my first question to you is how do you get it all done? Oh, man. Yeah. Are you just talking about in terms of um, time in the day kind of stuff? Yeah, I would just say, you know, talk to us. There's people out there who, you know, they're, they've got their full-time job. They're trying to get yep. something started on the side. And any tips that you can share on yeah. that maybe you just off the top of your head that can help people that it seems like time always comes up in every conversation yeah, I have yeah. with people. Without a doubt. And uh, and I, I can hopefully be somewhat useful here. There's, there's some things that I do that, that maybe I won't advise so much, like, you know, skipping birthdays and oscillating between eight and four, eight and two hours of sleep and, and, <laughs> and, uh, and like, you know, neglecting holidays and, and a whole bunch of other really wacky stuff that like most people who have families and relationships they care about probably wouldn't want to do. But in terms of, um, stuff for, for regular folks, um, you know, one of the biggest things for me is when I started my online business, which is science of skill. Now it's a 40 something thousand dollar a month business where we sell martial arts training material online. I was actually working 80 hours a week already um, on a physical martial arts gym. So I had a, a physical brick and mortar gym training fighters, um, training, you know, fitness folks, uh, training folks for jujitsu used to be a competitor for a very long time. And, um, and I was already doing, you know, 80 hours a week there. I mean, at the physical martial arts gym, there's a lot of stuff going on. You got to make sure the front desk person's calling the leads. You got to make sure somebody's mopping the floors and that the inventory isn't getting stolen and, you know, all kinds of wacky and weird stuff. And, and then obviously you got to teach a lot of classes. So the way that I got started online, and one thing, John, that I think really saved me, I had about a year of zero traction online. Then I actually started getting some. The mm -hmm. only time where I really started getting some was when I said, okay, on Tuesday and Thursday after eight o'clock, my personal rule is nothing besides working on this internet business will happen. Mm -hmm. And honestly, if you can't carve it out to become a priority in your life, I have this weird belief, and I could be wrong here, John, but it's like a borderline spiritual belief that, you know, it's actually just not important to you. Mm -hmm. um, and, and you actually just don't care. So, so if you care, um, then you'll say, as if, as if it's as important as, you know, eating, breathing, all that stuff, you know, Tuesday and Thursday at eight o'clock, sorry, but there's nothing else happening besides this. And then setting that as a priority was what let me, even when it started so small, John, it was, man, we're probably talking four to six hours a week. Even that started getting traction to a blog, uh, you know, guest posts written and submitted and folks on my list and a little bit of income coming. And that was enough to let me turn that into uh, a real five figure a month business. Um, afterwards, but it wasn't until I designated the two days that that I got anything more than pitter patter, you know, tiny stuff actually accomplished. 
Yeah. And that's so true. Cause I know that was my, that's what the situation I was in. You know, I was an executive recruiter, uh, and at the same time wanted to start this blog on the side, trying to figure out when I was going to do it. And for me, it was from five to 7am Monday through Friday in the morning. I called it my you know, work for yourself first and I had to carve out that time. And so yeah, I am totally with you and agree a hundred percent. Those that are listening, you know, it's important you take Dan's advice, find that sacred time that you're going to work for yourself and do it and get it on the calendar and make it happen. Now, I know Dan, you once ran a, a physical martial arts gym and I don't know if you still do or not. I know a lot of your products no, I, are online. I, I, sold it, I sold it about one year ago. Yeah. Okay, but I know during that time in the past, you've shared with me that you had an unfortunate event that kind of put you in a, a bad financial situation. Can, do you mind sharing that story? No, I'm, I'm happy to. I've shared this one a couple times. It's, it's sort of my, uh, my odd little beginning in really taking online business seriously. I was, again, I, I did have some degree of traction online before this point. I mean, I didn't see it as a life or death kind of traction, but I, I had some degree of traction. But um, February of 2013, I, 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 uh, my physical martial arts gym, which I've since sold uh, last May, um, it's in a very old building. I'm talking about a mill building in the 1800s. We're, we're in Rhode Island, so there's a lot of old mill buildings. And the rent was pretty good, um, so, you know, price-wise, so, so we're in there. But, uh, but it ended up snowing, you know, I don't know, like a foot or two, like just some obscene amount of snow, and then raining for probably three days. And that amount of weight on these old beams ended up having a lot of kind of cracks and a lot of kinks in the ceiling and a lot of wacky stuff went down to the point where, you know, we're having a lot of water basically pouring in like a fire hose from like five or six different spots in the ceiling at once and uh, flooded the gym. And, and I just expanded at that point. I was paying for University of Pennsylvania uh, graduate school where I went to school for skill development, positive psychology. Um but I took all the savings from the from the profits we'd made from the gym and put that back into an expansion to to build us out to um, somewhere in the ballpark of five thousand square feet and uh, and then pretty much every inch of that five thousand square feet save a couple which was lucky um, was pretty much underwater and uh, and that was when when it really hit me John that you know by golly I should have something other than a brick and mortar facility in this kind of local yokel. Uh, you know, I mean, I'd already known I was doing bigger things. I mean, I planned on moving to Boston. I planned on getting involved in tech and startups and, and real kind of like billion-dollar company stuff, um, which is what I'm doing after I sell my e-commerce business and ultimately where my consulting is oriented now. But uh, so that was already in my head. This was not like a, a, a revelation to me. Mm -hmm. But it was all the more clear and all the more apparent when our gym was flooded. And so after that happened, it was like, okay, well – you know, now I'm really going to focus on consistently making my email marketing, which is what I was using to get everybody in my gym, which is kind of like our primary skill, um, and leverage those same skills online so I do not depend on a roof over my head for money in my bank. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that's one of the things that I love about the online businesses that I've built is that, you know, I'm not dependent on a location. Um, I've got... You know, plenty of customers everywhere. I've got leverage. I've got, um, I get to choose the when, where, and how of my work. I think that's the coolest part. Yeah. Uh, you know, having that, that ability to choose. Um, like I'm heading out on a retreat for the weekend uh, as we're recording this. It's on a Thursday afternoon. And so I'm heading out, going to be gone, you know, all day tomorrow. And, and so I get to make that choice um, because I, I'm able to choose that. And so I know that's huge. Um, oh, yeah. So that, that's really cool. And so 
talk to me if it's okay, maybe dive in a little bit deeper. So, so when this began to happen and you begin to feel the, the need to, to work a little bit more on building an online presence, what were, um, what were some of the things that, that you did? Can you look back now and yep. say, these, totally. these are some of the things that I did that really helped me to transition from, I'm, I'm just starting to kind of figure out this online thing to, man, I'm really beginning to make things happen. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you right now, first and foremost, for, for anybody who's tuned in, I mean, I'm a, uh, I'm a, a real non-techie guy. So like, you know, I made my money fighting for, for a while. Right. So like, mm-hmm. you know, like, you, you know, you don't like need tech skills to, you know, to choke people. So, um, <laughs> so I, I can't write a lick of code. I consider myself, uh, just drastically underskilled in, in a lot of very basic tech stuff. Um, but, but I, I think it was more just kind of diligence and, and making a solid effort of it that really panned out for us. And John, in terms of stuff that's going to translate to your audience here, um, the, the the basic first step that, that we said was who already has access to the audience that we want. So what I'm best mm-hmm. at and ultimately what we do for consulting with venture back companies and where we're moving into the tech world is an email marketing, really targeted high ROI email marketing. So that's what I was good at for my local gym because, John, when you live in a town of 8,000 people, um, you run out of human leads rather quickly. And so I had to get really good at using uh, complex and ornate software like Infusionsoft, which was not uh, super easy for me as a non-techie guy, to calibrate and automate a lot of my marketing so that we could make the most of every lead. Because in my town, you run out of humans, you're out of humans. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's not New York City. There's not 18 million other ones in the next four square blocks, and you're all set for leads. For us, it's like, man, if we get one, you know, we really got to make sure they come in for an appointment. So I took those same really neurotic email marketing skills I developed in my small town, and I said, I'm going to take this online. But but in order to get a lot of people on my list, uh, John, I needed to find you know, those sources of getting people on my list. I didn't have the money after the, the roof collapsed uh, to do um, a lot of pay-per-click. So what I did was I created a, a hit list, which ended up being one of the most valuable things I ever did for my business. I recommend this for anybody starting off in any given niche or, or, or industry, particularly if you're starting off with kind of a blog and main content site, is who are all the highest traffic blogs, the biggest email list, and the biggest uh, fan pages in your particular niche or space. For me, that was Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu slash grappling. For you, it might be horseback riding. Uh, it doesn't really matter, um, but but there's a lot of people that have access to the kind of people you would sell if you were in front of them. Um, and so I like to create a list of those people. And then uh, what I did from there is I tried brainstorming how could I help them in the most beneficial way and get them to put as many humans as possible into an email list, which was calibrated and automated to generate a number of sales, um, which is what we do today. So uh, what I ended up doing there, because I had no email list of my own, is I became a guest writer on about five or six different sites. And I approached these people and I said, hey, I will write about you and feature your insights and knowledge and even potentially link to you from five or six different uh, important industry Brazilian jiu-jitsu sites. Um, And in exchange, you know, uh, I'll have you send out a couple emails and pop up some Facebook posts. You know, um, something along those lines. And oftentimes I'd interview them first so we'd get a relationship before I asked them that. But it was really four or five initial JV arrangements like that that took our list from zero to 10,000. And within five months, we were making 17 grand a month um, in the martial arts niche. And it couldn't have done it without joint ventures and, and couldn't have built a list uh, without really slow SEO kind of boring stuff um, unless we did that first. And so that's what we did. Awesome. And 
those of you that are listening right now, I know they've heard this from me, so this is not anything new, which is great that Dan backs us up because people sure. ask me, you know, what did you do with your different blogs and the different things that you've done over time? And looking back, it was, I went to where my audience was and yeah, I man. served them well. And, you know, blogging your passion was a group inside of 48days.net with Dan Miller from 48 Days, The Work You Love. I started that group, Blogging Your Passion group, nine months before I ever published the first blog post. And I just went in there, served that community, and built up a presence. Because I knew the people that were in that, the people who were reading that book were looking for a way to take their passion and get it out there to the world. And I felt like blogging had been kind to me. I wanted to teach that to others. So I just went to where they were. And that's exactly what you're describing, right? Yeah, exactly. To a T. And and for me personally, I mean, I, I actually I never really went the forum route or Facebook Facebook like kind of closed group route. Um, we did more like big fan pages, particularly big email lists, because I, I happen to believe that, you know, one email is worth um I don't know, like more Facebook posts than you can shake a stick at, like in terms of, of, Absolutely. of money. So like I'm sort of a big fan of paying bills and all that. So so we like email lists, John. That's what we like. So uh so we look for big email lists and then we look for uh bigger blogs that preferably built email lists, and then also big fan pages oftentimes uh, who weren't making a darn dime because they don't understand marketing, and uh, we could help them make a dime by actually doing marketing, and they could send people to our list. So, um, so yeah, so we created that hit list, and then I just made sure I rotated through those folks on a regular basis with really advantageous stuff that I could give to them in exchange for them doing a favor back on our end and making it a real win-win. That's awesome. And maybe you can give an example. I don't know if you can think of an example off the top no of your head, but I, you know... I know people are listening and they know the value of networking, reaching out and, and, you know, they understand at least some of them are beginning to understand that it starts with actually reaching out and serving and helping others. But can you give any tips for somebody who says, okay, I really want to, to figure out how do I, how do I go about doing that? I don't know what to say, or I don't know, um, is there a is there a warming up yeah, time well, where you I can get you. on someone's radar or what I'll, what do you do? I'll lay it I'll lay it right on you. Um, and there's a lot of folks that have a lot of different approaches, and you can Google this kind of thing. But I'll, I'll tell you what worked for me, and I'm real kind of open about any and all of this. So I, I don't have a single business strategy that's like my hush hush stuff that <laughs> only special people get to. You know what I mean? Like anything you want to know, John, that you think is helpful for for everybody listening, and feel free to ask. But I'll tell you exactly what I did. Okay, so um. I would either I would do one of two things. Uh, I, I would oh, most most frequently in terms of something that's successful. So somebody's tuned in and they want to do something. Here's something I've done that's useful. Um, take someone who you admire, who has a large audience, who you know could help you, and who you think you could help as well. And and again, starting off as a guest poster. So. First step, John, there's going to be two steps, okay? Number one is become a guest poster on a bunch of sites. You know, three is the minimum. If you can get to six, happy birthday. You don't have to be writing every week for every one of them, so don't worry. But you need to have a login on the back of these sites because that is an asset uh, to which you can uh, help other folks in your niche or domain mm -hmm. um, and, and set up those joint ventures. So um, so the, the first deal is um, in order to write for websites, John, you, what you don't do is this, okay? Here's how to not write for someone else's site. This is directions on how not to. It goes something like this. Hey, I'm a fan of horseback riding, and um, I actually used to have a horse uh, named, named uh, Buttercup, and, uh, and I'd like to write <laughs> for your website. That, that's, that's just sort of dumb. So instead, um, here's what I recommend you do. Instead, what you do is you email 
12 or 13 or however many experts you need to email. But I'm talking about real deal people, okay? Mm -hmm. So real deal people is people who, let's say you line up the six or 12 blog, blogs that you want to write for. Now, if you don't put them in a written list, you're silly. So put them in a written list. Then you take you take the, the experts, the big deal guys you want to talk to, and, and then you line them up. They have to be so big of a deal, John, that any of the given sites that you listed, let's say there's 12 of them, any of the given sites you listed would love to have that person's face on the front of their site. If it's a person that's like kind of well-known in like this one town in Missouri, they're not good enough. Mm -hmm. um, what you need to do is you need to find people who are good enough. And so in order to do that, you have to find people that, that these sites that you want to write for would gladly feature on their main page with that person's face. And it would make their site look better. Because ultimately, do they need more flim-flam content, John? No. No, they don't. They don't need a bit more of that. What they want is they want celebrity credibility. They want cool, unique content. They want big names they can brag about, right? Um, and, and they want stuff that's most likely to get linked back to. So you contact enough of the real deal experts who, who people would, would you, you might say, care about. Um, and then, and then uh, you, inter you, know, you send out a, 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 an email asking just for them to respond to an email. You don't even need a real interview if, if they're too busy. Just say, hey, you know, uh, blah, blah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be writing for a number of sites. I have my own site here. I'm going to be writing for a number of sites. I was wondering if I could send you uh, two or three short questions via email and just get a little bit of your perspective on blank, 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 because I know you're the biggest expert here. I really look forward to being able to share this stuff on some other sites if I can put together some articles for them too, uh, blah, blah, blah. And you don't even include the questions. You just let them say, yeah, sure, pal, that's fine. It's a really low barrier to entry, right? And then, then you send them two or three questions that are really meaty, really juicy, and will get some great insights that readers will love. Um, and now all you need is those couple paragraphs, and now you've had a correspondence with this expert, John, right? Yeah. You've had a correspondence with them. That's called a correspondence. You're allowed to say you've done that now. So, so now you say, "Hey, um, I was, I was, uh, you know, messaging back and forth with, you know, Jane Stevens, internationally renowned horseshoe maker. You know, as the number one horseshoe making expert in the universe. Um, and and she had actually sent me um some amazing tips for regular. Uh, you know, I'd asked her specifically how regular folks um can start off making horseshoes even if they don't have formal blacksmithing equipment. I think it's a great niche topic. She's obviously a really big name, and uh, I've already put together a couple drafts. Is, is it okay if I send one over? That is the kind of email to a blog that they will respond with with a yes, John. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Now, when they say yes, then you send them a damn good article. Then when they post it, you do that again. Then when they do that again, you ask them for a login. Then they give you a login. And, and they've almost always given me a login. If you write good content, they would rather not have to copy your Word doc, put it into what, right? They want you to do the work. Mm -hmm. So you ask for a login to take that weight off their back, and now, boom, now you've, you've put kind of like a stake in the ground where now you can go in and contribute quality content to a quality site. You've done your job. So that's step one, okay? You do that about six times. Again, I did this. This is all, all this stuff is free, by the way. So in other words, it, besides your time, and because I don't sleep a lot, I, I luckily had a lot of that. But, but like I said, when I started, I was doing 80 hours a week in my physical gym. So I didn't start off with very much time at all, mm -hmm. um, a couple hours a week. But I did that a few times, right? And then you reach out to... Um, then you reach out to the folks that might be able to really help you, that have really big lists and stuff like that. And you'll say something along the lines of, hey, my name is, you know, Bill something or other. And, uh, you know, and I write for, you know, Horseman's Daily. I've interviewed folks like blank, 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 and blank. And, you know, and I'd love to put together an article about you. 
Um, could we grab, you know, most of my interviews are really short, more like 18 minutes. I use the number 18. If you ask me why, John, I wouldn't have a reason for you, but I just happen to like it. I think it's less intimidating than 30 minutes. So, so I say, you know, my interviews are normally short around 18 minutes, um, but I'd love to get some, some articles up on blank, blank, and blank. Um, and, and, and I know that folks would really love to hear from your insight. Um, is there a time we could catch up? You know, is there a time when we could grab 18 minutes in the coming two weeks? Now, anybody who's listening, please write this down. Is there a time we can grab 18 minutes in the coming two weeks? That's how you ask it. You don't ask it like, um, can, can, uh, could you chat now? Um, can we, you know, is it, is there any time where you might, you know, I, I just, I, I frame it exactly that way of a, mm-hmm. a phenomenal response rate on that, even with really bigger names. Um, then when you interview them, then you pitch them the idea, six articles for two emails. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love we that. Did that. You know, we did that a dozen times. We built a uh, 25,000 person list, you know, and, and, you know, that's what we did. I love that. Well, you guys heard it here from Dan. He just laid out an awesome strategy for you. Um, it reminded me of, it's not exactly the, the, the same strategy, but I had somebody actually use Twitter and said, hey, I'd like to get your thoughts on putting together a blog post on, uh, I think it was about blog promotion, and I'd like to get your best tip. And so I clicked on the link, and it was actually a Google Docs survey. And it said, you know, type in 100, 150 words. I'm going to add you to a blog post coming up. I love it. And then, you know, within a week, she um, got got back with me on Twitter and said, hey, your post is live. I went over there and she had eight or ten awesome experts on her blog. And, of course, I promoted it myself Yeah, because I thought it was a genius idea. Um, I think I think that is, John, to be honest, anybody listening in, I mean, I'm probably going to go off and, you know, in the martial arts niche, nobody's on Twitter because uh, they're just, you know, yeah. a bunch of a bunch of, you know, dummies that, that hit each other and stuff. But uh, <laughs> but, you know, but I got to count myself among that among that group, at least on some on some level. Uh, in terms of my origins, but, um, but yeah, I mean, in other spaces, man, I think that's a phenomenal idea, John. Thanks for that one. Yeah, absolutely. So great. Well, I think this has been super helpful. You've given some awesome tips, uh, advice. I think those that are listening, you may even need to re-listen it again to write all this (laughs) stuff down because it's just so much good information. I tried to talk quick, but yeah. That's all right. I think it's it's more about the the load of content you delivered that I'm sure – you yeah. did. And, yep. um, well, I want people to know where they can connect with you because maybe they'd like to, to follow you. They want to see what you're doing. Maybe they're, maybe they're listening right now and they're, you know, super pumped about martial arts, MMA or something themselves. <laughs> so where can they find you online? Yeah. Yeah. Um, a- anybody who's interested in martial arts, I mean, I, most of the people here aren't, so that doesn't matter so much. You can Google Dan Vigella. I come up first for, for uh, you know, the, the first things you find about me are generally martial arts, e just because I did that for so many years, all those competition videos. But uh, most of the folks are probably interested in making your blog make bucks, um, mm-hmm. and that's what we did in the martial arts space, obviously, to a, a pretty decent amount. We're looking to expand to self-defense, get to 80K a month, and then actually sell and, and start getting in seed investing into technology companies. But um, but, but uh, if, if folks want to learn from me directly, our site is called C. CLV Boost. It stands for Customer Lifetime Value Boost. And CLV Boost is a website um, where we do marketing automation and email marketing for folks that run blogs, folks that run businesses, and folks that essentially want to monetize web properties. So if you have a newsletter or you want to build one and you want to make sure it automatically via autoresponders um, generates a lot of sales and can be calibrated and tested to do that to the tune of five or six you know, figures a month. Um, then that's what we do at CLV Boost. And all the stuff we talked about here, John, so a lot of these cool tactics around list building and best practices thereof, um, we got a white paper actually at CLV Boost at the bottom of the site, and anybody can just 
you know, e even if they don't want to talk to me, they can just download the darn thing and uh, get it for themselves. But anybody that wants to reach me, they can reach me at Dan at CLV Boost as well. Awesome. Well, you guys heard it from Dan today, and I appreciate Dan you sharing today. And you guys go check out what he's doing, find out um, what he's got going on, and definitely um, follow him and pay attention to what he's got going on. So again, Dan, thanks so much for spending some time with us today. Appreciate it, John. Thanks again, brother.